0: Hello, I'm Zachary Striebeck, and this is Legal Moves. Today, we're going to talk about a situation that many game developers have either dealt with or they know of someone who has. I'm talking about receiving a cease and desist letter. For many developers, you put your product out there on the marketplace with a shiny new name, hoping that consumers will buy it, and you'll turn a profit. However, one thing you're usually not expecting is to receive a letter from a law firm. In most cases, these letters accuse you of infringing on someone else's trademarks. They tell you that you must comply with the demands of the letter, or else further legal action is going to be taken. These things can be pretty scary. I know, I've both written them and received them. So what do you do if you receive one of these letters? First, I wouldn't go it alone. Get a lawyer to help you. The internet and other game developers are full of misinformation about intellectual property law in particular. It's actually a little disturbing how wrong some people are. So rather than relying on that potentially incorrect information, have a lawyer read the letter and investigate the two trademarks. As an aside, you probably should have had a lawyer check out your game name and your company name before you start advertising your game, but that's a topic for another show. So if I have a client who's received a trademark cease and desist letter, the first thing I'm going to do is look at the two trademarks at issue. There's a few things that are particularly important, like the similarity of the trademarks themselves, the similarity of the goods or the services being sold, and the places where the two trademarks are being advertised. If there's enough similarity there, the party sending the letter could actually have a good case. No matter what you think about the two trademarks, this is actually a complex evaluation that needs to be made. So I would leave it to a professional. In any event, the worst thing you can do is to just ignore the letter. Even if they don't actually send another letter or take any kind of legal action for months, you need to realize that there isn't actually a specific statute of limitations on trademark infringement. Rather, courts apply something called the doctrine of latches. This basically means that if the plaintiff waits too long such that the defendant is unfairly prejudiced because of it, the case could actually be thrown out. However, this is the defense that needs to be put on at trial. And a trial is going to cost you money. So putting your head in the sand and ignoring the threat of a lawsuit is not the way to go. Rather than ignoring the letter, you should respond. If there truly is no infringement going on, then you want to let the other side know that. Often, these letters are sent as a cheap way to stop a potential competitor. There's no actual legal power in a cease and desist letter. It's just a threat. So if someone is claiming rights that they don't actually have, they're often just fishing for an easy way out. This doesn't stop them from taking the next step and actually filing the lawsuit, no matter what the merit of the lawsuit may be. However, more often than not, the frivolous claims usually aren't backed up by anything, and they just go away when you stand up to them. Another option, particularly when there's some potential for trademark liability, is to negotiate a coexistence agreement with the other party. This agreement is a contract that allows the two parties to actually coexist, If they're in slightly different industries, they're agreeing not to encroach on the other party's type of goods. So for example, if there's a board game and a mobile game that have the same name, they may agree to coexist in their own separate places and not move into the other's territory. When this is not possible, say they're both board games, then the only way to avoid a legitimate lawsuit may be to change your name. This isn't necessarily a bad thing. Think about how many times there have been legal moves like this by a big company against a smaller one, and the fan community really rallies around the small creator. These kinds of things make big news on various game news sites. So there's kind of a Streisand effect that happens, drawing more attention to the game than if they had just kept going with their original name. So maybe it's a good thing. Finally, if you got the cash and the laws on your side, you may want to go on the offensive and file your own lawsuit. Basically, you're getting a court to make a decision on the issue, but on your terms. This is called a declaratory judgment, since you're not going for any damages, and this can be a powerful tool for those who can afford it. Above all, I hope that you're smart about these things when one of these scary letters arrives in the mail. Don't just let it sit there. Be proactive and take care of the situation. At the very least, get some competent legal advice. For more Legal Moves podcasts featuring in-depth, full-length interviews with great guests from the game industry, check out LegalMovesPodcast.com. I'll see you in the next segment of Legal Moves.